Welcome to the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. My name is Elle Russ. Join me and my co-host, Tara Garrison, every week as we tackle topics related to mindset and empowerment so you can create a happier, more abundant, and fun kick-ass life. Video episodes are available on youtube.com forward slash kick-ass life podcast. To learn more about us, visit our websites, coachterragarrison.com and lruss.com. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite snacks lately, and that is the grass-fed beef sticks from our friends over at Paleo Valley. So whether you're keto or paleo or you just care about being healthy, um, you might want to know about these sticks because they are the only ones in the USA that are made from 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, and all organic spices. Plus, what's really cool is they use the old world methods of fermenting their sticks so they're shelf-stable without having to use a bunch of chemicals and crappy ingredients. So um, what's also cool about that fermentation process is that it causes the sticks to be full of gut-friendly probiotics. So it's a really great way to get your protein and your fats in from a quality source without any horrible fillers. Plus, you're getting a probiotic boost, and they're convenient. They're shelf-stable. You can pack them with you wherever you want to go. My kids love them. I love them. So check them out. Um, you can get them from paleovalley.com. You can use the coupon code kick ass life to get 15% off. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite new companies and that is rep provisions. So I met these guys at paleo effects last year where they were just blowing everyone away with their beef sticks and pecan nut butter combo packs that are outrageously delicious. But as I talked to them, I was even more blown away because I found out what they were about. They are a regenerative agriculture company committed to the future of the planet by the proper management of cattle. So they are regenerating America's grasslands with the management of their cattle. Look into it. It's amazing. Um, they have everything from, of course, high quality grass fed, grass finished beef to Mongolisa pork, which is like the Wagyu of pork to bone broth to bone broth popsicles. Pecan nut butters, like I said, and so many amazing things. Um, go support them and support the future of our planet. And they're giving you 15% off for being a Kick Ass Life podcast listener. So use coupon code Kick Ass Life and get 15% off at repprovisions.com. Hey everyone, we're going to take a minute here at the top of the show to chat with you about some of our sponsors who are offering incredible discounts for you and your family. We also only align ourselves with companies that we know are providing safe and healthy products and also products that we actually consume on a regular, if not sometimes daily basis. And one of those companies is Primal Kitchen. Primal Kitchen products are incredible because they are dairy-free, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free with no refined sugar. And they are delicious. So visit PrimalKitchen.com to check out the vast array of products available and use code KICKASSLIFE for 10% off. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Kick-Ass Life podcast with my co-host, Tara Garrison. We're going to talk briefly before we get into this episode on Is the Ego the Enemy? About some of the things we have going on right now. I have my writing program, my eight-week writing program in session. It is so much fun. The next one starts in September, so you can go to lrust.com, sorry, lrust.com and click on the writing tab and get a 15-minute free consult to talk to me about that and see if that's right for you. It's really, really fun stuff. People who want to write books, articles, the ages in my group right now span from 25 to 70. <laughs> so nice. really great. Uh, and then I have a confidence course that starts August 3rd. And this is honestly really an amazing value because it's only 500, but you get two 30 minute privates with me and six wow. weeks of two hour group coaching. And I'm Dang. not sure if the next one, since this is sort of the pilot course, 
will be that inexpensive, but that is great. Yeah. You can also get a copy of um, my book, Confident as Fuck. So again, these tabs are on lrust.com. You can just click the confidence course tab or the writing tab. And then let's talk about what you have going on. Okay. Before we do though, I just have to say like, what an awesome deal that is because I, guys, I know I, you know, Ellen and I are behind the scenes all the time and her degree of like responsibility, integrity and helping people is so high. So to get L for that, like take it. And also like, I would say the, one of your super strengths, I told L she needs to write a book called fast as fuck because she gets stuff done so quickly. Like I can't even finish like suggesting it. It's she did it already, you know? So she's super efficient and just has the greatest ideas on helping you get stuff done quickly. She's helped me a lot. So anyway, I would definitely take advantage of that. You. Something you're wanting to do in your life because it's like very actionable always. You're like, I'm not going to do it unless it like is amazing, you know? So, um, for me, we've got our higher retreat. Our first higher retreat is coming up in April, April 21st to 24th in Zions national park. That's in Southern Utah. It is epic. If you have never been there, it is awe inspiring. The energy there is so insane. And we've got a shaman coming to do a shamanic journey. We've got a, um, a yoga teacher who specializes in, in trauma healing, and she's going to leave us with some awesome breath work techniques and things that we can do to take away from that. Um, Catherine Dixon, who I mention all the time in this podcast is coming to do two sessions for the work. That is amazing, by the way, that you got Catherine on there. Yeah. Oh man, I cannot wait. And then of course I'll be doing my thing with you guys. So it's a lot of inner work, a lot of, um, honestly, like helping you see the stories that are blocking you that you can't see right now. And, and it's, you know, a combination of, I like healing, but healing with the intention of like, how do I make my life better? Because I, healed this thing inside of me. I didn't even realize it's going on. So, um, we already are half full on that. So if you want to get in on it, you have to go to be the wellness website because they are, um, presenting this, this retreat for me. It's, they've been so awesome. Adam Vanessa Lambert. So go to be the wellness.com slash experiences slash higher. If you want to get in on that. So I cannot wait. And to that's see. B as in B E E like bubble right. be the yes, wellness.com forward slash experiences forward slash higher higher. Yeah. And of course, you know, you guys know, I hope you guys know that I do do one-on-one coaching. That's a limited capacity. Um, but if you're interested in that, you can go to my website, taragarrison.com and click work with me. And what we do in my coaching is yes, we do training and nutrition, but we also do mindset, personal development with a morning routine and biohacking. So like blood work, hair mineral tests, DNA, HRV, all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and let's jump in. Should we talk about the, ego? yeah. And by the way, that Tara, I just want to say like, I, even with all my training, with everything I've done, I would still call you when it would come to the details of these things, because you have spent so much time working with clients and all of these details, like yeah. you mentioned heart rate variability. I mean, these things are like, people probably like, what is that? look it up. This stuff's important. So it's very comprehensive, that program. And that's what I love about it. It's like health and mindset. Right. And the fact that you're doing both together is just so perfect because obviously we know we have mindset issues when it comes to like health and, you know, body image and things like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah wants to, to have think- it be that comprehensive mm-hmm. is, is, I don't know if you can really get that anywhere Thanks. else. And I don't think anybody realizes they have mindset stuff to do until they learn. And then they're like, Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, you know? So, um, we, we enter with the, the point that people think they need and then we give them what they really need. And it's really cool too, because I've put all my one-on-one clients into a Facebook group together and that is, and we do two zoom calls a week. And that's where all the magic happens because you realize you're not the only person with those issues. And I can really get into that, the psychology of getting fit on, and those experiences. Plus we have one-on-one calls. So it's, it's a lot of support, you know? So and that's what I love about 
the group thing with that or what, you know, like, for example, that's why I chose to do it with confidence because yeah, while I coach one-on-one people with that, you're going to hear someone else's confidence issue and you learn so much from other people and their experiences and you get tips because you're like, oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that for myself, but I had that. Exactly. So, I mean, that's, what's the, that's the value of it. And being vulnerable and accountable to the group too, I just think is really Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. And we've got three people, for example, right now who are working on overcoming alcohol and we've got two people in there who have already done it. And like the vibe there, you know, last time I was so happy because they're like, oh, we talked for like three hours. They're helping each other out and it's cool, you know? So yeah, there's a lot of, you grow faster together. We all sit here and we're like, I'm just going to read a bunch of books and do a bunch of stuff in my room by myself. And it's like, yeah, but you can get there like a hundred times faster. If you'll do it together, this, this interdependence part of personal development, I think is sometimes underestimated and you only have the resources of what you have in your mind right now. And the other thing is like having a coach who will call you on stuff when you're, you go into your old patterns and they kind of wrangle you back. Like, wait, wait, why, why do you think that you can't blah, blah, blah. You know, that is so incredibly helpful. That's why I I have three coaches. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's just, it's awesome. You know, you just keep learning more and more of like, what are my patterns and are they serving me or are they not? Okay. Help me see them so that it can change them. And, and usually when somebody else has a healthier outlook on it, then they have the results you want. They can get you there faster instead of you just trying to figure out all these things by yourself, you know? So anyway, yeah. And also before we start, I just want to say thanks so much for everyone uh, for listening, subscribing yeah. to our YouTube thanks, channel uh, and giving us really great, uh, ideas. You know, today was one from a listener who said, can you talk more about the ego Mm -hmm. and things like that? And so we're like, all right, how do we, how do we work that, you know, uh, in opening, I would say, so, you know, I think, I think people are kind of confused, like, well, what's the ego, right? Mm -hmm. And also to, it's being blamed so much. There's these books Mm -hmm. like the ego's enemy, (laughs) kill your ego. First of all, let's just start with, you cannot get rid of your ego or you'll be in a mental institution. Okay. (laughs) That's just, let's start there. There's, there's no way to separate. Now we can, and also your ego that's now is very different than it was five years ago. You probably didn't even notice the death and the rebirths of your ego and what's going on there. Mm -hmm. But essentially the ego to me, and this is what, you know, I'll open up with like what I wrote in confident as fuck is I just, I mentioned that many self-help teachers have made the ego your enemy. And, you know, they often associate it with being arrogant or imbecilic. And I just feel like the ego is not the main culprit in every chaotic affair. It's usually the illusion of the self. So, you know, you need your ego to arbitrate between the unconscious and the conscious uh, and Mm -hmm. thoughts and emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So the ultimate game, which appears to be happiness, whatever that means to you, you know how to feel and experience that. We know what that is. We know when we're happy and fulfilled, the ego is not going away. So we got to enjoy it for its positive positive attributes, and then manage it when it steers us towards negative circumstances, because the ego is really a sense of yourself, how you think about your inner self and your world, your self-esteem. It's also the thing that, you know, creates uh, the negative sides of aggression, even though all aggression isn't detrimental, but uh, aggression and maybe jealousy, these are the things. So for example, one of the things I say in my book is that confident people don't compete because when you compete, you lose. So competing with other people like, and against Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna be more successful than her, like that kind of shit, that is the negative aspects of ego. So I'm just gonna open it up there and we can get more into it. Yeah, I think, you know, in the 90s or early 2000s, most people common, you know, in, on the street, if you're like, what's what's an ego, they would say, oh, it, it's, it's somebody who just is like narcissistic or thinks they're really awesome or thinks a lot of themselves. And <laughs> if you haven't 
dived into this yet. And honestly, I would probably start with Eckhart Tolle's books, um, A New Earth and the Power of Now, if you want to like really have your mind blown on this kind of like new age spiritual concept of the ego. That's to me the the best resource. And what, what Eckhart says is he says that you are in essence, a formless consciousness, stillness or presence. So um, he says that ego is the false self or current state of consciousness of humanity that doesn't let the presence or universal intelligence shine through. So we go back to now, let me just say, I love Ryan Holiday's books and I love his, the ego is the enemy. I get it. It's, It's necessary because so many of us are only, we're only believing that we are this conditioned human being on the planet that's a product of MTV and like whatever we grew up watching in TV and movies and you know like we just we're lost in it we are a bit you know in the current state of consciousness on the planet we we do tend to be a little lost in the ego and really what we're trying to say here is and, and what the spiritual new age spiritualism is trying to say is like, Hey, you're more than that. You're not just that. Right. So that's important for us definitely to continue to look into and allow what we're trying to say in this podcast is like, here's how I look at it. Anything that is by design in nature is for a purpose, right? So us being in this state of forgetfulness of who we really are, whatever you believe, I believe that we are higher consciousness, that we are pure intelligence. You know, we say what we use like 10 to 15% of our brains. Like, think about that for a second, like really think about that. So (laughs) I think that it's by design and purposeful that we forget and we go through this expansion. I think it's for for the purpose of expansion and learning because think of any time in your life that you knew everything, if you, if you go into some sort of event and maybe it's your salesperson, you're going to a sales conference. You're like, I already know all this crap. Your mind is turned off. Do you grow at all? No, it's not. But if let's say, even if it's a low level sales thing and you're the best salesperson in the whole freaking country, I actually love this story. Somebody told me once, I think this, I, I believe this was Dan Clark. Who's like an amazing speaker. He used to be like the speaker for the white house. And you know, he's just been going for like 30, 40 years. I, I believe this story was about him. I could be wrong, but nonetheless, it's a story about an amazing personal development speaker with super high accolades. And one of the guys in a mastermind I'm in was saying that he had gone into this, this event with personal development speakers. And he, he thought he was the shit, you know, he thought he was awesome. And there was this kind of newbie guy up there on the stage. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I already know everything you're saying. And this is you know, he kind of had that attitude and he looked over at this really, really advanced personal development speaker. And he was sitting there on the edge of his chair with a notepad, feverishly writing down notes and nodding his head and going like, Oh, and he said it was a huge learning lesson to him on how much we block learning by thinking we know everything. So I think that the ego is actually our friend. I think it serves a purpose and our ability to expand our consciousness to put us in this childlike state where we don't know everything. So we can be curious, we can be open and we can learn new things. So the important part of it is like managing it. And that's what I want to get to in this podcast is like, what does that look actually look like for us on the daily of going between like our spiritual higher consciousness and our ego? For me, I think the ego, one of the purposes the ego serves is to protect us. So like Elle said, we don't end up just 
narcissistic psychopaths, honestly, um, because we are in this state with everybody else who is in their ego state a little bit. And so if we completely check out from our ego, we can honestly put ourselves in quite a bit of danger. So one of those purposes the ego serves, in my opinion, is to protect us, right? So what happens? You could walk into a room, you're at a conference, your ego comes in and says, oh my gosh, what does everybody think of you? Uh, do you fit in here? Are you cool? Like whatever it is, right? It's trying to protect you. Now, if you just completely give into the ego, you're also going to be in a really bad way, right? So this is when you feel this higher self come in. And I hope you've all experienced this. I know I have, I have those moments where I'm feeling maybe insecure or scared or nervous or whatever. And I'm like, uh, 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 you know who you are, you know, your gifts, you know, your soul, you know, your heart, you know, your kindness. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. So it, instead of being like, screw the ego, forget the ego, the ego is there to, to check us sometimes, but then we, I have to come in and that, that higher consciousness consciousness feeling to me, that thought, that those thought patterns, they're like, I feel like they're so deeply centered in the core of my mind, heart, guts, like the very center of my body is where I feel those thoughts and they're quiet. You know, the ego is loud. The ego can be, in my opinion, kind of like a child. It's like, ah, it's irrational. Sometimes it gets scared. It's fearful. And, you know, I think also that is like, part of it is so you don't run off a cliff or, you know, do all these crazy things. Or that, someone's running towards you with a knife and you're, you know, what are you going to do? Just yeah. stand there. Um, you know, the, yeah. It wants to protect us, save your life in that moment. Cause you're going to be in battle fight or flight. Again, that's another thing too. And we can mismatch these things, right? We can have fight or flight on false fears. That's where we're trying to manage these things. But also on, on that same note of what you're talking about, like there are times like how and when to use your ego. So your ego can be like this reserve because it's this reserve of the successes and the adversities that you've conquered. You can use that in moments of low self-esteem and stuff mm -hmm. to go, hold on a minute. You got a lot on your, hold on. You've been through this, but you, you got this. That is still a using the healthy part of your ego, your healthy self-esteem and story about yourself. So you can use that as a reserve to, you know, uh, I don't know. The ego, again. the ego is a gift. This is how I look yeah. at it. The ego. So, so one thing that Eckhart says is that the, the ego is an entity made of mental conditioning, thoughts and emotions through which you act and see and act on the world. Right. So. I like to look at triggers as gifts. I, I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like, oh, you got triggered. And as soon as I get triggered, I'm like, what's going on with me? Right. I never am like, what's wrong with them? I'm like, what's going on with but me? But that would be full ego if you did. If you were only in everything's wrong with them, but you keep getting these triggers or you keep feeling this way, then that's you really ignoring the benefit of the ego that's telling you something. Exactly. It's because you're, you're injured there in that moment. And if you're not going, hold on a minute. And that's why we do the mindset work to kind of turn it around and go, hold on, where am I contributing? Where am I, where are my thoughts, my energy, where's mm -hmm. this coming from so that you can heal that. And those triggers don't keep coming up. But so that's a helpful part of the ego. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's an alert system, right? And it, and to me, it's an alert system that something happened probably in childhood, probably in early childhood, because that's when most of our subconscious is formed before the age of seven. So like, to me, it's an alert system. I'm like, why? So why is it? Think of us something that triggers you and just really makes you mad. And you've noticed other people, it doesn't bother them or vice versa. Why do you think that is? 
it's because of some kind of programming or conditioning that happened to us. And so now we have this story about it. I'll give you an example. Like, man, I dated a guy once who got just would fly off the handle. If anybody did anything in his opinion, the least little bit wrong on, on the road with driving just would just lose us. I was like, Whoa, we had to have like a talk about it. I'm like, Hey, it's kind of embarrassing when you do that. When other people in the car, it like completely kills the energy and takes over the whole freaking vehicle. And everyone's like, don't talk. Cause he's angry, you know? And so man, like, why is it that he gets super mad about that? And I, for example, like it, unless somebody's putting my kids in danger, yeah, I'm going to, I'm, they're going to get a piece of at least some, some piece of, you're going to have one finger know, and they might get one finger. Certain <laughs> fingers are going to go up, you know, but, but other than that, it, I'm just immediately assumed they're having a bad day. They're caught up, caught up in anger. They have a bunch of terrible emotional patterns that they need to work on and I don't get involved in it, you know? So what happened there? Or maybe you're somebody who gets really, really triggered when you feel like somebody disrespects you. That's a thing. Like, where did that come from? Right? Like, it's like, why are you so overly reactive over that? And somebody else isn't. So I look at the ego in that moment as a gift. It's a teacher. If you'll let it be, because it's showing you that there's something going on inside of you. And the question that I love to find the answer to this comes from Catherine Dixon and her sessions that she does. Um, she does the work of Byron Katie, but it's like two hours worth. So she has a ton of extra questions. Right. And one of my favorite questions that she asks is when is the youngest age that you remember feeling that way? Oh man, that is such a good question on anything. I, I, I use it all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, huh? I feel X. When did that start? When did that start? You know, one of my clients posted something um, yesterday that I really liked. And it was like, it was saying that uh, when shamans are working with people and asking them, you know, uh, talking about depression, they ask, when, when did you stop dancing? When did you stop singing? You know, and I, I love this. Like, when did this shift? When did this story, this programming begin in you? And that is why I think the ego is actually our friend. And also Eckhart himself says that ego was a necessary stage in the evolution of consciousness. And I, for me, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, but to take ne the next step towards conscious evolution and ensure our survival, we must recognize and dissolve the ego. And I, I, I agree with that. I do think we are going through a really, really, really pivotal, a fast and pivotal time right now in human consciousness. There are a lot of people waking up to this. Just imagine the next generation. You know, I had a talk with my daughter last night because one of her friends is really struggling. And I was like, man, what are we doing for the teens? Like, what are what, what can we do? Like, they're all going through all this crap and they're like suicidal sometimes, or they're like depressed or they went through trauma. And the only solution for them is like, here, go to class and learn about geometry angles. And then, oh, you can't do that right now while you're going through all that crap in your mind. Well, then let's put you on a pill. And then we all know those don't work. So, oh shoot, you know, we better ground you. It's just, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. And I thought this is it was why really... parents need to do a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. It, right? Yeah. Oh, it lit a fire under me. I'm like, can I talk to her mom or like, um, <laughs> like, how do I approach this? <laughs> um, well, but... I wish we, we had, I wish we had a class to teach children that they have a part in creating their, their own reality. Right. And, and attention yeah. to their thoughts, because also too, I want to say 
first of all, we're never going to be able to fully kill the ego. You wouldn't want that. Um, but yes, dissolve or minimize or put in check, I think is to me resonates better, but also too, we need to kind of fill it up. You can't go get a job and get out there unless you are feeling the healthy parts, right? Because ego is also healthy. It's what gives you self-esteem and self-worth. Yeah. If you didn't have that, you're never, so you can use it almost to overcome some fears, right? You can use it to, um, again, stop doubting your capabilities, you know, because yeah. there, that will come up, but then there are times that you can remember when you did overcome some things. So in those moments, that's when it's healthy to go, hold on a minute. Mm -hmm. You're, you got this, you can do that. And that is like sort of imprinting the positive, healthy parts of our ego mm -hmm. or gaining confidence, things like that. If we denied that or tried to give it up, then you'd never have this wonderful reserve and well, uh, that's a healthy part of your ego to draw from. The other part of having a healthy ego, which is, is accepting criticism, right? Your yeah. friends keep telling you the same thing over and over again, and you're not mm -hmm. listening to it. Well, that's part of mm -hmm. a healthy use of the ego is being open up, open to mm -hmm. criticism. If you have an unhealthy ego, everyone's fucking wrong. It's yep. all their problem. Why yep. do people keep telling me this shit? It's them, yep. not me, right? Yep. You know, yep. all our judgments and criticisms. Or if you're like feeling the weight of the world, you, you can tap into your ego and, and, and run through, like, what are your successes in life? You know, the improvements you made, reminding yourself how amazing you are and the things you're capable of. Yeah. That is a wonderful use of the healthy ego, you know? Right. And egomania. Right. Well, that's different. You know, you're going to ignore useful feedback. You're yeah. just going to bristle around. You're going to be a fucking asshole. Your life you is know, gonna you're going to be the yeah. guy, the road rage guy. Totally. The yeah. Um, I, 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 so Eckhart says that you cannot become awakened without going through the ego. And so the way I look at it is almost kind of like the, the Christian story of Adam and Eve, the forbidden fruit, you know, learning, expanding consciousness, because, you know, I have kids and I watch them and it's an interesting process to see because I'm like in real time watching all these things that we learn about in personal development, about like these stories that we receive and re, you know, something happens, we make a story about it because we're young and not quite evolved yet in our consciousness. And then we get overly reactive. So it's interesting to watch my kids on that because I'm like, Oh, I know exactly where this is coming from. And so then it's, it's kind of nice. Cause I can be like, Hey, like, you know, why do you think you feel like that when he does X, you know? And it's like, cause he always does, you know? And it's like, okay, well, why do you think he does that? You know, and getting into it a little bit more, but I think that like, um, you know, going back to what my daughter was saying with my daughter, sorry, I, I asked her, I was like, what is out there? What do you know of? What resources do you know of for teenagers to be able to help with, um, mental and emotional stuff? And she's like, well, there's this one app that you can use and they have like group calls and, and, and things. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And, um, I was like, do you think kids would do it? And she was like, you know, do you think they would feel weird being in like a therapy app or whatever? And she's like, no, no, I don't think, I think they, we would like, she's like, therapy is not stigmatized anymore for our generation. Like it was for years. Like we're all like, it's basically very accepted. And like, if you're a healthy person, mm -hmm. you do therapy. So I thought that was really, really That's cool to hear because that to me, that sounds like the next generation is very open to getting past the ego and getting into higher consciousness. But I do think, you know, like, like if we didn't go through the ego stage, we wouldn't have to work to be able to come back into higher consciousness. And I think that makes us more evolved, you know? So well, here's the thing. Cause the ego is like a jealous, like it doesn't want, the ego doesn't want to admit that reality of the, 
a reality of the dimensions it doesn't understand, such as right. that inner spiritual part. And right. so that's the bridge that we're trying to, right? Is yep. that you develop that inner, right? Yeah. And then it can kind of calm down and mitigate this other thing over here that is required that we need, we can never kill, right? So it's meant to be an aid. It's allowed to become a tyrant. The way to get away with that is to get back into, again, the spiritual, the feeling. Again, so like the ego would hate anything having to do with law of attraction because it would be like, why would you bother with trying to sit in a pretend world or right. uh, sort of like project end results? Because the ego might be saying like, that's not going to work, right? That ego mm -hmm. is the, the, and you know, trying and then protect tell people you. like, well, why don't you try? Why right. don't you try? Um, and then when you do and you see that it works, that can be a little bit in conflict. But again, these things can go hand in hand and work together. I just think so many people have let the ego go out of control. Although right. I think our society is way better now. I mean, listen, way back in the day, like there weren't even anger management or like you said, right. people didn't even accept therapy. Or it would seem like you're broken if you're doing therapy where now right. it's just like people throw it around like, oh yeah, I have a therapist. I'm in therapy. And like, nobody seems it's like to having a coach. Yeah. Yeah. No one's embarrassed by it anymore. Right. Um, but that is really like self-esteem is the basis of the ego. So again, we just need to imprint we've got to be the mediator between this thing over here that is meant to protect us and being really stubborn. And then this other inner world, which is why it's important to develop the inner world, the awareness and yeah. things like that. So we can kind of go back and forth. And in that process, you're going to foster a really healthy ego that you can use then in a positive way when you need it. Right. Yep. Yep. And I, you know, on a lot of ways, I do look at the ego as fear and um, Eckhart says that pre-egoic societies lived in oneness with nature. They didn't know it. They just did. And I look at what's happening for the people who are waking up and becoming more conscious. I see this very often in people who have had um, psychedelic experiences. They instantly become very connected to nature and want to want to support regenerative agriculture, which is our next episode. They, they, they really, truly um, are coming back into that oneness. And um, I like that he, he actually shares a story from the Bible where he talks about the prodigal son, right. In the new Testament. And so the prodigal son, he had everything. His dad was wealthy. Everything was comfortable and good. And then he leaves. But when he comes back, like home isn't the same as it was before. There's an added dimension to it. It's deeper. There's more love. There's more, they're, they're grateful. They're so glad he's back and all of these things. And I think that is very, a really good parallel to us as like these pure conscious beings. We go through our, you know, our little journey of the egoic state and we come back. I think we're even stronger. There's more depth. We've learned more. And, and then we can come back into conscious creation. Right. And we won't, I, I do, I do. I personally think that's going to happen. Right. I do think it served a purpose. The ego is there to, I think, help us expand consciousness and, and add an extra depth and dimension and more learning to it. So even though yes, the ego is it's fear. Uh, Byron Katie said the ego is terrified of the truth. And the truth is that the ego doesn't exist, right? So that's what she believes about it. Mm -hmm. She believes it's mental conditioning. However you want to look at it, it is, it is a fear-based state, right? The ego is, is, is fear. Like people are going to hurt me. The world is unsafe. I can never make enough money. Like all these. Yeah. It's practical baseline is that it's how can I protect right. I'm, I don't know. Don't want that. Don't want this person to get in trouble. Right. Like I don't want to die. Right. The ego is trying to sort of right, you right. in it's all these capacities emotionally and physically. And we needed more of that when we were hunter gatherers. <laughs> okay. Like we yeah. needed the ego yeah. to be maybe more front and present. Yep. And that's the true work of adapting to modern life, 
(laughs) which is doing this mindset stuff. I love the work of Seth who, um, lots of books, but the nature of personal reality is great. And Seth has a lots of things to say on the ego and I can't comprehend, I can't fully do it justice here, but Seth says the ego is a very specialized portion of your greater identity. It's a portion of you that arises to deal directly with the life that the larger you is living. It can feel cut off, lonely, and frightened. However, if the conscious mind lets the ego run away with it, right? So this is where the mindset stuff comes in and mm-hmm. is essential. Mm-hmm. And this is, and, and, and again, it can help you in a moment of ego, like you're being triggered, right? Like you said earlier, yeah. you're feeling this thing. Then you use the mindset work to right. pick apart because you're, right. you're aware of the feeling and aware that it's something negative and that you need to look at. And this is again, your emotional uh, radar system. If yeah. you're feeling anything other than happy yep. and content, some shit's going it's on the there. Ego. You need to ask totally. questions about, otherwise it runs rampant, right? And this is the difference between me 15 years ago and, and me now is having something come up that might be super ego-based and being able to talk oneself out of the ego is also the thing when it gets out of control. We're in, so if you know people that are constantly criticizing others, mm-hmm. judging other people, we all do it to some degree, but I'm talking about the real serious ones. Yeah. yeah that's like a super shitty ego they've got. They need to put that in check. That is absolutely, they don't even have to be arrogant about themselves outwardly. It's just that act in and of itself is the negative part of ego. Yeah. And it's deep rooted in some story they picked up somewhere along the line. That's like people are X people do this to me, or I have to be like this to be loved. I have to, and if they don't, well, you know, it's, it's rooted in some crazy story that you picked up somewhere along the line. And so my very simple way out of that is when I'm feeling triggered and I'm feeling victimized or I'm feeling, you know, I just put my hands on my heart and I just breathe and I'm like, okay, come back to love. And I'm like, no, my ego is like, I don't want to, they're an asshole, you know? And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, come back to love. And, and when I, when I do, then I can see clearly again. And that's that process for me of that mindset work you're talking about. And it allows me to get out of defensive mode, get out of rightness, get out of all these ways that the ego wants us to behave that just brings suffering. And I can see it from a different angle. And that's a lot of the work of doing the work of Byron Katie. It's like, let me look, what's another possible version of the story that could be true. Oh, maybe they're wounded. Maybe something I said hit a trigger point for them. Hmm. Wow. I wonder what she's going through. I wonder what he's going through and I can come back to love and compassion. And now I don't have to be in this suffering, crazy, angry victim state anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's how I do it. Yeah. And also I'll just say, um, Seth also mentions, uh, this might be a way to think about it. If you're confused on this topic is like sort of the ego is the eye through which the conscious mind perceives or the focus through which it views physical reality, like what's out there Mm -hmm. and it's trying to mitigate that. Um, Yeah. Again, I think it's just funny that people are trying to like kill the, there's very few people that have almost zero ego. That would be Eckhart Tolle and Byron Katie probably. Yeah. 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 But, But at the end of the day, that's a level of Again, it's not necessarily unachievable, but I also feel, and I'll just, I guess, in wrapping up is, so I, I, again, these spiritual teachers, like kill the ego, kill the ego. So I still feel that we've got this primal nature and it's there for a reason. And I sometimes mm-hmm. feel they need to exercise it. So for example, if I'm getting actively bullied by a stranger, someone's just talking to you. Now there may be times when I would just like, let it go, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. There are times when I'm going to give a piece of my mind. 
Yeah. Now, some spiritual teachers would be like, uh, and I would say, in that sense, I don't believe it's good to suppress that because that's a protective measurement. That's a boundary thing. That's like a, hey, no, you're not going to talk to me that way versus like, well, I just let it go because how do you know the difference? Because later on you're dying because you wish you would have said something different. And people can say that's related to ego, but I think sometimes giving your ego a few gimmies on those moments can be really helpful. I don't want to get rid of that primal nature. I don't want to be in a scenario where I'm unaffected or just constantly like, well, whatever. Because again, most of those moments, like the one I just told you, people walk away and that's what festers is that they didn't exercise their ego in that way. They wish they did. And I feel like that can be positive because that's feeling the like, Hey, no, I love myself enough to not Mm -hmm. allow this, but I'm not just going to be silent. You see what I mean? Where some teachers might say, why speak up at all? Just let it go. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and that's yeah, where no, I'm like, I don't, nah, don't let that motherfucker go. You need any, to feel your ego in the good way there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Any of my mentors would never, they, they will speak up. I think they do it from a place of higher consciousness, honestly, but it's like, they will speak up and speak their truth. They're definitely going to do that, especially right. when they perceive that someone is behaving in a way that's um, beneath them. You know, like I, mm-hmm. uh, I like Catherine Dixon will say a lot. I love you. And <laughs> I'm not doing that and I'm not okay with that. And nope, <laughs> you know, so, um, anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap this up guys. I think, um, you know, I, I, to me, the reason I, I don't think the ego is the enemy, even though I love higher consciousness, I love expansion. I look at it as a gift that is helping me get to that place by helping yes. me see, Un- and understand these patterns and fear and, 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 and the human experience and being able to look at every time my ego comes up, I'm like, what's going on. So I look at it as an alert system. That's actually helping me evolve. And I think if we can look at it that way and we don't stay in defensiveness and, you know, like Gail said, can't take feedback from anybody and everybody else is wrong and I'm right. And I need to go tell 25 people this story so I can be right again. You know, it's like, if, if, we're, if we're staying in that place then we're not evolving, but if we can recognize that we're doing it. It's like, Oh, my mother-in-law is always wrong and always bad. And I'm telling everybody about it. Right. It's like, all right, let me look inside. What is going on? How can I get to more of a place of peace here? How can I summon my higher self and, and, and evolve in this situation? And so because for that the, reason, the stuff we focus on will expand, right? So exactly. if you're in the moment, if you're constantly hating on this, you know, mother-in-law and you, you, that's the pattern. Every time that comes up, it's going to cascade into a bunch of other judgment, critical thoughts about totally. other people. Again, it's like the emotion will just keep going. So it's mm-hmm. like when someone cuts you off in the in the car and you're like, your heart jumps. Well, now I know what's happening. I know cortisol surging from a false yeah. fear that didn't happen. And I talk myself out of it because right. I know what's happening. And that's the truth. And that's when I, I, I would end on the ego is good. You need to feed it. That's how we have self-esteem and healthy yeah. self-worth and are able to draw boundaries. And then there's this other negative side that we can use to really learn and get into higher, higher consciousness coaching and, you know, ourselves by seeing them as triggers and gifts and, uh, you know, again, fuel for growth. Yeah. yeah. Find out what's going on inside the ego to me helps us discover what's going on inside of ourselves right? It's an alert system. So if you can look at it that way and use it and are willing to look at yourself, turn, you know, we say when you're pointing at somebody, the three fingers are pointing back at you always, always true, always true, always, 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 always. So what work do you need to do to be able to get into a place of peace with whoever and whatever situation that is our work and only we can do it, you know? And so I, anytime I'm not in that place, I know it's the ego. Uh, 
And it's, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for me to grow. That's how I look at it. So anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap it up guys. Thank you so much for being here. Again, you can find us on Facebook. Kick-Ass Life Podcast is our group. Um, And of course we love hearing any suggestions that you guys have. Please let us know. You can find us on Instagram at underscore L Russ and at coach Tara Garrison.